good morning. Oh my gosh, that was so much better. <laughs> she was yelling or making fun of me before we started. Pointing it's out funny, the I obvious. was going to say yelling. I was like, hey, she was yelling, but <laughs> no, she was more so making fun of me that I was being too quiet at the beginning. You were being too quiet. All right. Good morning, everybody. Welcome good to morning. our Bible study. We're glad you're here with us today. Sorry, we just had a pause to yeah. update on Baby Faith. Baby Faith, which um, is a prayer request that was sent in. Go ahead and tell us. Yeah, I shared, um, what was it on the live or something? I've shared on social media too, on Instagram. You guys can go follow um, her mom's page, is This Beautiful Circus. And Baby Faith, she was born early. Um, she has many complications that they are dealing with. She was born with a heart defect um, that, honestly, I think if I tried to pronounce it, I probably wouldn't do it properly. Um, but she is having quite the struggle. Um, it's just, it's heartbreaking. And to see what her family is going through, I mean, you just wish you can fix it, but we can't. And then seeing this family's faith and their their just reliance on the Lord for this. Um, I'm just going to read her last little part here. I shared it on Instagram. Uh, so if you guys go back and look at my story, you'll see it since this will come out tomorrow morning. But she says, we stand in faith for our sweet little girl who is fighting so strongly to overcome her setbacks with these major body organs and let others see how truly amazing our God is, that he has been with her from conception and guided us this whole journey to keep her in safe hands right from the start, that he will heal what the surgeons are worried will be dangerous to do to help her being so small and sick lord touch her heal her completely make everyone see that only you can do such wondrous works of healing so definitely you guys keep baby faith and her family in your prayers um and i know we've mm -hmm. been talking about putting um i was talking to Heidi. we're going to change the uh, not really change the format of these bible studies but i mean they're going to be a little bit more structured in the way of we're growing Mm -hmm. um, in the way of, I know we have a lot of people that really like listen to these and are relying on these. Yep. So, you know, it, is it first is it it started as just throwing something out there and and seeing you know if it was something that would be helpful, and seeing that indeed it is, you know, and and everything that we're dealing with on the ministry side of it, it all should be structured a little bit more. Yeah. So. We're definitely going to, Heidi's working on, almost finished with this prayer list that yes. she's got, um, where many of you have sent in prayer requests, and let us know if you would like to, we can either say your name, or we can keep you anonymous, and most people I'm sure would want to be anonymous, and that's fine, but I would like to know that in our prayer circle, in, in you know, in our listening circle that, that we have, the people that are interacting with these and doing these, I want everybody to be praying for each other yep. and everybody to be um, sharing in each other's problems and, and things like this. So, um, you know, I think the more um, we can, so we, what we'll do is we'll just read off the prayer requests that we have and then when, before we start each before we go into each study um we'll you know y'all can take a minute to take a prayer yeah. for all of these requests that we have in so we can actually do this all together and and everybody can just 
you know, we can all share in this together and then we can dive into the study like that. So I think that'll be something that we yeah, cause, do. I mean, so just let us know if you'd rather remain anonymous or if it matters if we. Well, and I think there's, name. you know, that's why I want to. I guess we'll just. Okay. When I say anonymous, I mean like baby faith. I mean, yeah. it's very public, her name and that, sure. that everybody's praying for. Well, and um, I mean, yeah, we don't have to go into any. You know, we don't. I, you know what I mean? I just I, I want to I want to respect everybody's privacy, and I, and I understand if you're sending, but we we also need to be sharing in each other, sharing each other's burdens. Yeah, but I can and, say I'm praying for Susan who's struggling with her son, and you have no idea who, who Susan, Susan and, and her, her son, son is. Correct. You know, and we'll have to figure it out because there are a lot of them. Um, I'm trying to get them all put together. I'm hoping. But I mean, it, there are some personal prayer requests that people. Yeah, you can unspoken. Yeah, I just want to be unspoken. So yeah. I want to respect everybody's privacy in that. So don't be afraid and think I'm just going to blast you out. But we yeah. also are going to share that there's, you know. But Brandon and I, you know, are for. available to anybody all day long. So if there is something, I've put Brandon on blast a million times for this. And I've always believed it. And I always knew, we always said that he could never get a job doing this. So because nobody would want to hear what he had to say because he, he doesn't sugarcoat stuff and he doesn't. But Brandon has this crazy ability that he can look at any situation and just call it so clearly. And he's always right. And it makes me so mad. <laughs> I always fought back against him on it, but uh, he was always right. And he's an amazing counselor. He really is. Genesis. <laughs> he's an amazing counselor because he always, I mean, he's just so great at it. But the problem is, is he's not going to sugarcoat stuff and tell you what you want to hear. He's going to tell you the truth and he's going to tell you scripturally where, you know, where to look and where to go. And so if, you ever need any counsel, please use him. I, I mean, the, the worst you can do is not like what he has to say and don't talk to him anymore. I mean, <laughs> he, he's always <laughs> available to you. And so we always want to be praying for you. Um, we want to be making sure that we are sharing within um, our online church here. You know, it, it is our home church and you guys are part of this home. Yes, we do it over an internet connection, but it's still part of this. So we want to be praying for one another. We want to be lifting one another up. We want to be connecting and serving and doing all of these things that the church is supposed to be, but largely in the sticks and bricks normal churches this doesn't happen anymore so that's why we want to do these things because we want to get back to what it was supposed to be and to truly serve you and your family in that way and come together as a community and build this with one another right you know i mean there's i don't know if you guys remember but baby mercy that we were praying for last year our kids still ask because we share all this, you know, we sit down as a family and we go through the list of who we're praying for and for what and updates and things like that. And our kids will still ask, how's baby Mercy doing? Is she still on the oxygen? How's this? How's that? You know, things like that. So, but we need to be doing that. It should be a community where we really are lifting one another up and praying over these things and helping fill needs when we can, right? Maybe this person needs something and I can't help it here, but we're all praying together. And maybe you have the ability that you can can fulfill that need we need to be doing that because it's not about just us in our agenda it's about being the body of christ and doing these things so definitely keep baby faith and her family mm. i mean i just cannot imagine what they're going through i just yes and we all know um we all want to make sure and keep lisa in her oh, prayers yeah. um everybody that, well this is where we have know. to figure out because there are so many 
There are, and that's I don't why know if we can go through the whole list why, every time. You know, and, and I know situations like Lisa. Lisa needs to be, um, you know, we need to be lifting up. More people need to be lifting her up. Yeah. And it's a shame. Every that day, more people aren't support, help, and that was Brandon's big thing. He prays that one day our ministry could just have an open account, so anybody yeah, that comes I, with anything, I, I really let's do. meet I, needs. I hope let's we serve. Can, I do hope it. I eventually we all we eventually can get there because being able to do that, yeah, is just now like my. Uh, I think that's kind of like my goal for it. If I had any kind if of goal, if you get to have a, a goal, if I get that's to have what, yeah. a goal, that would be it. But to be able um, to fulfill, to be able needs to do that, to fulfill serve. the needs like that, and do that to yeah. to the community would be awesome. So, um, anyway, with all of that, go ahead and take a minute to pray for yeah. over all of those things. Yeah, and then we'll everybody get within the body here with John. All right. Merit, and so yeah, I guess that takes care of it. Yeah, <laughs> you I mean, already, already said did the whole stuff, thing yeah. that you normally say. Aphomechurch.com yep. if you need any of the ways. I uh, it's important to note here that we are in the. If you have not listened to any of the other Bible studies yet, go ahead and go back and listen to them because this won't make a lot of sense. We like to read everything. Just you know, we go verse by verse. So if you haven't listened to those, go back and listen to those because right here Jesus is in the last last couple chapters here is his last teachings before he goes and is crucified. So his, his last few moments left here on earth with his apostles, well, his few hours, I should say. Uh, we're getting into the nitty-gritty here. But I'll go ahead and read, and then we'll go over uh, the passage here because this kind of reflects some other New Testament teachings that we have. So, Verse 1. I am the true grapevine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit. And he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so they will produce even more. You have already been purified and purified by the message I have given you. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine, and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my Father. How funny that we just did the podcast we just to go out the, the same day on prayer. On this very... Very same thing. Honestly, didn't even think about the fact that we're getting ready to read. Yeah, I, I guess it didn't occur to me. But you know how many times that that happens? Oh, all the so time. So many it's times crazy. that that just happens that I was not even thinking that this is the the scripture that we're going to go well, over. We actually and started a different some... podcast and then we stopped it and did the one on prayer instead. Mm-hmm. And how funny then that this is what we're doing today. God's look at how he's got it. Yeah, it, it is. So it is really, really funny. Um 
what what he's saying here though is it's kind of weird you know you would kind of think this is a weird statement right i'm the true grapevine and my father is a gardener in the old testament consistently israel is referred to as the grapevine they use that consistently here jesus is making his point that he is the true israel that he is the he is the true vine the true root of this um it's interesting here because this reflects what paul is speaking about in romans 11 he uses the same language here about cutting off branches and replacing branches and in context here he's talking about israel and faithful Israel will be purified and remain inside this root of this this tree. It's also known as an all you know, it's also been symbolized as an olive tree. And that's what Paul is speaking of in Romans, is it symbolizes the olive tree. And these Jewish believers in being just rooted in this, and then in, in Paul speaking of the Gentiles being grafted into this tree. And he's saying, you know, he's not saying you're not the tree, but you're part of it. Just don't get too proud of it because you could be broken right off. And too proud of it is is reminding the Gentile believers that there's still a place for Israel, still a place for the Jews, God's covenant exactly. people. So you do not remove them. Nope. And and this is so this is what's really important here to what Jesus is saying. Not only does this benefit us, because yep. as I just said, we are grafted into this same tree. So what Jesus' words here do apply to us as much as they apply to Israel. So this can be this passage is for us. Yeah. We can we can get a lot out of this. We can but this we have to take this seriously because what he's talking about here is if you don't produce fruit, you will be pruned and cut off from Christ. This is it, it's severed from the vine. That's not good talk. This is death talk. This is but we know that if we remain in him and follow his ways and his teaching and obey him that we will produce this fruit that's just undeniable but if not you could tell easily that we're part of the the branch that gets cut off and thrown into the fire and we were just talking about um also in the podcast that came out today i think about the lukewarm christians yeah about this being spit out of his mouth in Revelation. Lukewarm, you're spit out of his mouth. This is being cut off from the vine and thrown into the fire. It's the same thing here. So being this lukewarm Christian and not producing this true spiritual fruit, mm -hmm. this is, I mean, this is when we started this, this John study I said, you know, a lot of the things, a lot of the problems that we get with the church and teachings now is you don't get a true picture of who Christ is. You get this hippy-dippy Jesus that everybody is just all love, lovey-dovey. But you don't, you don't see the truth in his words here. And severed from the vine is not a good thing. And... 
Go ahead. Were you going to say something? I was just going to say it's funny, uh, especially what we're getting ready to go into. And again, with, you know, number one, with this, all this Torah observance comments, you know, and discussions we've been having here lately, um, you know, again, just reading in context everything he's saying here. But another thing I saw that I thought was just interesting based off of what we've been reading here these past few days, these chapters we're going through, uh, I thought this was an interesting little little thought but it says sometimes i joke about what i'd do if i had one day left to live eat junk go crazy right we all have those Uh man if i knew i was dying tomorrow the things i would do today it hit me jesus knew and he washed feet (laughs) you know but do we think and apply that thing about he knew he knew his time was coming and what was he doing he's washing their feet Uh you know you just look at this and it's it's crazy you know to kind of put some perspective on it but Anyways, going into yeah, verse nine. <laughs> All right, jumping back into it. I'm sorry. We've had to pause this study so far two times already. It's getting a little ridiculous. It's getting ridiculous. It seems like every time that we go down to try to get work done, a disaster happens in the house. Specifically when I'm trying to do a Bible study. We've really gotten it today. It's like, every time. Yeah, it's everywhere we look. Um, it's just distraction after distraction. Like right now, the kids know darn well that we are upstairs podcasting and they are on the skateboard and vacuuming upstairs yeah and we just had to go and chase our dog down the through the forest let, through the forest yeah that they let outside because nobody shuts the door so yep. we have a completely normal home here guys and yep we're just it's not just you trying to press us on. <laughs> and we are being raw and honest in a true family trying to serve the Lord because this is ridiculous. I'm text messaging our teenager right now going, please, please let us finish this. I am so sorry for this break, guys. It's, I don't mean to throw everybody off just because I'm thrown off doesn't mean that everybody should be. But I thought that this would be a cool little, uh, I guess, little outtake clip that we could <laughs> leave in here before we jump back into verse 9. Uh, all right, so... After going over all that stuff about Jesus being the vine and linking it a little bit with Romans 11, we'll continue on in verse 9. I have loved you even as the Father has loved me. Remain in my love. When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love, just as I obey my Father's commandments and remain in his love. Uh, can we just pause for a Yeah, quick? I was just going to say something about this. We, okay, I'll let Go you. ahead. No, I'll let you do it because we had. We, I, I'm assuming you're going to go... And mention something about the... Okay, let me just clarify, in case you have not heard our post where we clarified our thoughts on Torah observance. We only talk about it because it is something that we deal with from people writing into us on a very regular basis. Mm -hmm. Seriously, it's the only reason I never even thought... It's not of our own doing. But we want to talk on things that people are coming to us for and like I get people get confused with. because we talk about a lot. Yeah, of, we talk about a lot of the. So we stuff, clarified so. in that post, if you didn't hear that already, our stance on it, and in most ways, we agree with the movement that Torah observance, where they take Old Testament law and believe because Jesus obeyed and lived under that law, that if we are to love Jesus and to follow in His footsteps, that we are to quite literally obey those laws as well. Well, then you get some hangups because, of course, you can't obey all of the law because most of it had to do with, you know, the temple and the priesthood and the things like that. So then people kind of pick and choose the ones that they do. And even within that movement, there's, you know, a million different sides of that coin. 
But one of the points that people come to so often is they say, you don't obey the law. And by obey the law, it's usually dietary restrictions, eating kosher, obeying and um, holding to the biblical feast. Um, some go into some various different ones, again, depending on what area of the group, everybody has their own interpretation of it. So they usually go to the point, though, that Jesus obeyed the law and lived under this Mosaic law that you find in the Old Testament. And we are to walk and live as he did, therefore obeying these things. And they usually point to, you know, these verses like we pointed out some yesterday where Jesus says, do as I do when I command. And our point was, you realize if you read above, though, he said what his command was. And then later we're even told that by doing that, by loving others, we will be fulfilling all requirements of the law. So it's not about what you eat and all these different things and having your tassels hanging from every side of your clothing that does it. It's love. That's what everything is. And so again, here, when you obey my commandments, you remain in my love. So Jesus is talking and he says, when you obey my Jesus's commandments, you remain in my Jesus's love, right? Just as I obey my father's commandments, which would be the Mosaic, the Old Testament law, all of the, the Torah that was given, the Torah law, he perfectly fulfilled every single one of those commandments. All of the law, all of the holy days, all of these things point to Christ. Everything does. Because the point was that you, no one could perfectly fulfill the law. You had to have a savior. All the law did was point out the sin. It was all to the people of Israel to, part of it was to keep them healthy and alive to fulfill God's purpose. Most of them are just like sanitary laws, to be honest. Just as I obey my father's commandments and remain in his love. I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, you will be, your joy will overflow. And then again, he goes in to say here again, what his commandment is. So if you truly want to remain in his love, in Christ's love, which we have to have Christ the savior to be our mediator, to cleanse us so that we can go to God, the father, we are to remain in his his commandment because he's already fulfilled or he is in this i just didn't mess with my mic i accidentally yeah i think you're okay but stop doing that now um okay he obviously fulfills all of that he's not done yet because he's still alive but he is fulfilling all of that law and he is saying that we must obey his commandments and again here now in verse 12 he is going to go through what said commandment is so we don't have to get confused here it's very simple he's saying exactly what it is just read the whole thing in context and then go to paul's letters if you have any confusion verse 12 this is my commandment Love each other in the same way I have loved you. There's no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you slaves, because a master does not confide in his slaves. Now you are my friends, since I have told you everything the Father told me. You didn't choose me, I chose you. I appointed you to go out and produce lasting fruit so that the Father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. This is my command. Love each other. Okay. Going back to that statement, you didn't choose me, I chose you. That's a multi-layered statement, but I think for us today, this, this holds true. 
to God pursues us. We don't pursue God because we are a natural enemy against God in our human flesh. So it is by grace that God continues to pursue us and choose us is by no works of our own because we cannot do it. And the command that will identify followers of Christ and the spiritual fruit that will come off that will come from that is love. This is the commandment. This sums up all of the commands in a very, very Jewish audience. He's celebrating his Passover meal. This is this is very, very important in summing up all of the Old Testament law into one thing. And it's a command to love each other. Then he goes into here into verse 18. If the world hates you, remember that it hated me first. The world would love you as one of its own if you belong to it, but you are no longer a part of the world. I chose you to come out of the world so it hates you. Those, that's an extremely important statement that Jesus makes right there, and everybody should have that highlighted and circled right there. Because it, it it's truth that your Christian life is not not meant to be this this easy thing that we just skate through, and it's not necessarily meant for comfort and blessings. Look at what he's saying here. If the world hates you, remember they hated him first. What did they do to Christ? They called him a liar. They called him a demon. They beat him, and they killed him. The world completely rejected Jesus, completely. So if you desire to live a life for Christ... These are these things that these prosperity teachers and even this, these teachings that are, what did we call them? Hey, the, um, what did you call them? The uh, summer, summer series teachings. Is that what they are? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. The the summer series things. Well, the seeker sensitive stuff that the yeah the seeker sensitive stuff. Now. Yeah, exactly. This that's Instead of talking about biblical truth. We'll just take movie themes for the summer and make some cutesy thing and right and make act you like, feel good. Yeah, and act like it's. You know, that that's what it, that's what this is about. And no, it, it that does no favors to the truth of Christ, because he preaches that the world will absolutely hate you if you choose to follow him. Which and, again furthers the point that if you are living a cushy, happy life, yep. looking nothing different from anybody else in the world, and nobody's feathers are ruffled by your standing strong and you standing re-look. firm in the, the basis of Christ, then you might want to check yeah, out Yeah, and re- reassess everything, because Jesus says clearly the world hates us. You know, this isn't something that's not uh, understandable for us. This is our everyday life. The world is the everything around us, the things that we have to. We're in this time of exile. We have to live and operate in this time and place that we're in. And, And how we do that is never going to be the same way that the world around us operates. So it will always hate us because we live on a different stance of morals. In a, in a different 
a different way of life that is vastly different from the way that the rest of the world goes. And that's the way that it's supposed to be. So yes, if your life doesn't look like this, you need to reassess and you need to think about it. Because every single thing in your everyday life is something that's going against God. Everything that you can see, perceive in front of you is naturally going against God. So you have to learn how to live and operate in a world like that while following him. And it's not... It, there's there's plenty of pleasure in doing so, but it is definitely not simple, and it definitely is not for you if you're looking for immediate relief and if you're looking to get something out of it. Because all of this here is nothing that you deserve. So if you're looking to get something out of it, you definitely don't want to go this route because this is not the route for you because it doesn't have anything offered other than eternal life and there's there's conditions to this um it's unconditional love there it's nothing that you know you you know it's obtained by faith but this this requires to live a life that he taught and he lived and like we like you just said earlier we don't take that to mean the Mosaic Law, or that, we take that to mean, you know, just a basic moral life operating in the world. So verse 21, they will do this to you because of me, for they have rejected the one who sent me. They are doing this because they reject God. They would not be guilty if I had not come and spoken to them. But now they have no excuse for their sins. So this is Israel. He's turning and saying that they, but we, I mean, this this can go to a non-believer as well. The gospel has gone out. It being rejected and not lived by, you're rejecting God. And you have no excuse because the gospel has been preached. Anyone who hate verse 23, anyone who hates me also hates my father. If I hadn't done such miraculous signs among them that no one else could do, they would not be guilty. But as it is, they have seen everything I did, yet they still hate me and my father. Okay, this is the Jews. This was definitely prophesied. He's going on to definitely he's say that this was a fulfillment of prophecy. But yet again, this is one of those parts that can you know, apply to your life or an unbeliever's life as well. And I say an unbeliever in the way of thinking that maybe you believe in Jesus and, and think that you know Christ, but the fruit that you're producing doesn't prove it and doesn't show it. So by not showing the fruit that should come out of this life by not doing that, you are hating God and you are rejecting him. You are rejecting him flat out. Even if you think that, you're, that, that you've got this all right, you don't. 
because Jesus is talking about Israel here. They they knew God. They knew the practices, or they thought they did, right? They they thought they knew these things, but they didn't. They just they just did it all for show. There was no heart in it whatsoever. But the reality is, of that decision and of that rejection of not living like the rest of the world and not enjoying this praise that comes from man is hate. Going on to verse 25, what he says that's fulfilled in here. This fulfills what is written in the scriptures. They hated me without cause. Verse 26, but I will send you the advocate, the spirit of truth. He will come to you from the Father and will testify all about me. Verse 26, there is the Trinity right there. Anybody who tells you that the Trinity is not in the Bible, it's all over the Bible, and it's ridiculous. But that's one thing that, that usually comes out of, of opponents' mouth when it comes to um, a lot of times the Jehovah Witnesses and things like that. I know they deny the Trinity. Um, but right here, uh, but I, but I will send you the advocate, the spirit of truth. He will come to you from the father and will testify all about me. Okay. Do I need to read that again for you to understand that? <laughs> but you see father, I, spirit. yeah, but, but realize who we're talking about here. Circle this, but I will send you the advocate. Wait, who will send me? Jesus is talking I will send you the advocate, the spirit of truth. He will come to you from the father. So Jesus is comparing himself to God here, but also showing his subjection under the father here by saying that it will come to you from the father and testify about me. So the spirit isn't his. It's coming from the father through him testifying about him. So there's the Trinity right there. Anybody says the Trinity is not there. I don't know how you don't see that in that one verse. It, it's all right there. And that's just one of many. And that's just one of many, many. You're right. Verse 27, and you must also testify about me because you have been with me from the beginning of my ministry. All right. So that was um, the end of a very happy chapter. <laughs> I mean, there is great news in all of this. So we have to, we look at a positive light about all of this, but this is all very serious stuff. And then normally we look at this thing, you know, like this is just the lovey-dovey time, you know, like Jesus right before. I, I always saw this time romanticized, yeah. you know, with the Last Supper. You know, you think it, it's just... You see which, the painting. Yeah, you the... see the painting, and it's, it's just very romanticized, and you just get this kind of dramatic scene in it. And it's like, well, that, you know, that may be true, but there's also a lot of truth coming out of these out of these things that Christ is teaching here. And first, you know, just because this was right before his death, it didn't make any of his teachings any less authoritative and any less important. Because you look at the things that he's saying here and they're serious, serious things that have huge implications and give us instructions and show us the character of God and the character of Christ and, and what it is that he's looking for in a lifestyle that honors him. And so it's a very, very serious chapter. And I hope that everybody enjoyed it. We'll be back with 16 tomorrow. Do you have any other comments on it? No, I don't think so.
Yeah, so I hope everybody enjoyed it. We'll be back uh, tomorrow. Maybe by tomorrow we'll have a little bit. We'll have that, that prayer format going on. Yeah. Hopefully. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you.